Hey everybody, um, thanks for, um, for letting me come and talk to you today. I think it's, it's a little bit difficult sometimes for the academic community to hear from people like Brian and myself from the practitioner end, whether it be local government or, uh, or, or third sector uh, like myself. And I think it's uh, partly because it's um, so incumbent on us to be slightly provocative. And I'm going to be a little bit provocative, not actually rude or anything, um, but just a tiny little bit... Um, sort of questioning, I guess, to, to, to some extent. Just by way of introduction, um, thanks, Tim. Um, Sustrans, I, I hope it doesn't need any uh, introduction, but um, basically we're, we're the, we're, we call ourselves the UK's leading sustainable transport charity, which I think some other UK sustainable transport charities probably take issue with, but for now we'll, we'll stick with that one. But we're involved in an awful lot of different interventions that... Um, uh, that, that promote walking and cycling as well as public transport to some extent as well. I'll, I'm going to run through a few of the projects that we're involved in later on, but you may know us from famous things like the National Cycle Network and Connect2 and, and, and things like that. Um, I um, look after the research and monitoring unit at Sustrans. We're a um, you know, moderately large team um, as part of the, uh, the organisation. That, On the whole, we, uh, we, we do our work to, to support our colleagues um, in the regions and nations and working on various projects to generate the sort of information that they need to, uh, to, to sort of help them advocate the sort of schemes that they're involved in or to prove them wrong and tell them not to do it anymore because it's not working in some instances. Um, so, um, in June, I thought I was very clever um, sat there thinking about what I would submit to, uh, to, to, to this um, symposium. Um, I had a copy of the newspaper beside me and a big society type thing and I thought well, by um, sort of September time we'll know really what, um, what the big society is and I'll be able to sort of say all sorts of clever things about it. Um, and frankly we're, we're, we're still trying to understand what it means as I'm sure you all are as well um, and I suspect that if we ask 50 different opinions of the people in this room about what it is and what it means, we'll probably get 50 different answers. So I'll not do that today. Um, but um, and just as a rider to that, um, I, I, there was a bit of Sustrans vandalism that I thought fitted in quite well as well. Um, so, um, but um, I, I fundamentally, I'm not going to tell anybody anything, I'm not going to tell you anything that you probably don't already know today. I think I'm just going to present. Um, a perspective. In particular, it's a Sustrans perspective as well. It's not, uh, not representative of the entire third sector. I'll talk to, uh, to, to, to others of our partners. Um, but um, this is uh, roughly what I wanted to talk about, um, why we're thinking about the big society, what we're thinking about it, some consideration of some associated themes. Without going into too much detail, you realise it's not happening in isolation. What are we doing that we think might align with the big society? Um, what are you, the academic community, uh, doing that might help to define the big society? Um, and what are the implications for the research community? Um, yeah, we'll, leave, we'll save that till the end. Um, the different opinions, the 50 different opinions. Um, the Steve Bell one, I don't know whether you can make that out or not, but um, big hat, big sky, big bull cows, big society. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Uh, another one, um, the Polytoimbi one, um, the, the very famous one, the Big Fat Lie. Um, yeah. And uh, a very nice one, Matthew Paris one, which uh, I guess many of you have seen. A homely pudding, which I quite liked, with a dash of strawberry jam thrown in. But I pulled that one out because it, um, it actually cites um, an exercise that, uh, that Cycling England are funding to do with the uh, development of, of 
what Matthew Parrish has called the cycle route, although I think it's a bit more than that, particularly working in Derbyshire, the Monsell Trail stuff, uh, part of the Finding New Solutions package. Um, so it's quite an interesting article in, in respect of particularly the cycling community, well worth digging out if you haven't seen it. Um, but fundamentally it comes from the, uh, the, the, the liberty, equality, fraternity um, kind of um, perspective, and it's that fraternity stuff um, that, um, that, that I think the big society is, is, is trying to major on at the moment. As I say, don't pull me up on any of the politics of, of any of this, I'm not that good at it, I'm not that interested in it, it's just trying to work out where we are uh, with these things. But what, it, what we think it means, what we think, how we think it interprets things, um, state intervention, um, which is meant to promote social cohesion, corrodes it. Um, and the voluntary and community sector is better placed to improve the state um, and the rights and responsibilities uh, balance as well. So what it means um, by implication is possibly the, uh, the, the abolish the nanny state things, uh, so beloved of the, of the tabloids, um, find solutions to social breakdown involving the third sector. And that, of course, which is made, what made us... Uh, get really interested in this kind of thing, involving the third sector, because that's where Sustrans um, and, and many of our partner organisations come from. Um, and assuming that the private sector would be led by the market to being socially minded. Um, but it, uh, we, yeah, so the associated themes, I'll not go through these in any, I mean, you'll know about all of these, I'm sure, but just for the sake of completeness, localism, local people should have more, most of the influence over, over where they live. Um, local authority uh, priorities should be set by local people. Um, consultation, engagement, transparency, exactly what, uh, what, what Brian was talking about. Um, oh, just, sorry, I didn't mean to do that. The deregulation one. Um, yeah, competitive markets and private companies uh, in them know, know best that communities want and what, what consumers want and how to deliver it efficiently. Therefore, remove regulation and state funding, uh, which impedes competitive forces. Um, the responsibility deal, you'll know about that, the, the first element of the responsi responsibility deal dealt with um, producer waste and, and the second bit that they're working on now um, involves public health problems associated with poor diet, alcohol abuse and, and lack of exercise. Um, you now whatever we might think about, um, uh, about private sector involvement, we, we've got to live with it. And of course the funding um, sector as well, um, I think in a nutshell a bit before, am I allowed to say that, John? Or is that too rude? We're sort of, we're, we're sort of a bit messy anyway, funding-wise. I don't need to tell you about any of that. Um, so, as I say, however uncomfortable we might feel about some elements of what's going on with this stuff at the moment, we, we, we've got to work with it, and, uh, and we're trying to explore these ways, um, the, the, the ways that we can interface with, uh, with, with this stuff. Um, so now moving on to, to our perspective on it, um, a, a very brief... Uh, Sort of, uh, yeah. Um, and weaknesses, opportunities, threats, analysis type thing. Um, the, the, the threats, the locally driven agendas ignore the wider societal goals. Big problems there. DEC at the moment, we know, are really struggling with how to uh, deal with, with carbon targets without the, uh, well, not without the degree of influence that, that, that they've had before necessarily, but without the, the, the regional tier of, of, of government. They've got to deal with that. That's going to be a big problem, I think. 
Um, poor engagement and consultation. I don't think I need to say anything more about that after uh, after, after what Brian's uh, talked about. But the concern about the vocal minorities is obviously well reflected in, in the schools debate that's going on at the moment, for example. Um, and the removal of the, the state intervention and funding without real provision of for, for crucial projects and the voluntary sector has been hit really hard in that respect as well um, and no doubt we will continue to be so but the opportunities as well um, it, it, it's the, the wider societal, societal debate is, is almost implicit in what's, uh, in what's being recommended and that's got to be a good thing really um, local support for local mobility projects potentially transformable into funding we would like to think um, and the acting of major schemes leave something of a gap. Somebody's got to spend some money somewhere at some time, even if it's not in the very short term. So how might Sustrans, from a very Sustrans parochial perspective, be able to in, uh, sort of interface with the opportunities that are arising? Um, some photos now. Uh, for the sorts of schemes that we think that we're doing that might conform to some sort of big society agenda. This is a related to Connect 2. Um, to do with uh, severance and, and delivery routes to overcome the, the sort of severance in, uh, at the local community scale. Um, links to schools, um, to schools and, uh, and, and travel to schools, are, it's difficult to imagine it ever moving fully off the political agenda. So we see links to schools as a potential scheme that we can uh, continue to deliver, albeit well. Um, Brian didn't use that slide, um, but uh, DIY street stuff, I mean, it's very much about neighbourhood um, empowerment, uh, community stuff, getting the kids to draw chalk on the, on, on the street is, is only the start of it, really. There's a lot of sort of uh, low-cost, relatively low-level kind of redesign, building planters in, um, planting trees and stuff like that. Um, so really, uh, very much a pilot project at the moment, but something we're really quite excited about the possibilities for. Um, yeah, access to, um, to particular destinations is obviously um, something that, that we and many others have, have talked about um, at length for a long time. Um, and particularly, uh, this slide is uh, university campus type things, but university campuses, workplaces as focal points for, uh, for sort of packages of interventions as well. Um, and working with minority groups um, is, is, is something that Sustrand is, is reasonably increasingly familiar with as well. Again, as are many of our uh, partners on, for example, the Active Travel Consortium um, uh, grouping as well, uh, doing that sort of stuff. Um, so it seems to, to me that we, that Sustrans and, and the sorts of stuff that we do reflect the big society uh, principles reasonably well, um, but we're not certain about it at all. We don't really know what's, what's, what's going on. Um, and alongside our uncertainties, um, there are uncertainties from, from other quarters as well, um, particularly the departments that, that we work with, we work a lot with, Department of Transport, DEC, uh, DCLG, whatever they call themselves these days, um, and uh, DH, um, and, and try to um, understand how their interpretations of, of, of these sorts of questions um, is, is changing, or not changing, as the case may be. Um, it's, it's interesting, actually, to note that the, the only area we think that hasn't been cut as yet in the Department of Transport or in the Department of Health is, is the um, monitoring and evaluation, possibly the research budgets as well. Um, we haven't been party to that decision, but we are party to being recipients of some of the funding for that sort of stuff, so we'll keep quiet and hope that they haven't noticed yet. Um, but, uh, you know, if, if they are taking that sort of stuff seriously, it's, um, it's, it, it, you know, we could feel quite well placed to, uh, to be in a position to, um, to help to inform the departments in the work that they're doing. Um, the... Um, 
so yeah, the, the, the value for money stuff um, is implicit there, and, and the, uh, the community transformation uh, stuff as well. Community transformation is two scary words when you put them together. There's a really good example of stuff that we're working with that we're trying to work out um, how we can how we can best use that, how that how, how, how the data relates to the uh, to the question of, um, of of changing communities. Um, this is stuff from the sustainable travel towns. It's aggregated data from three towns. I know that a lot of you have looked at this in far more detail than I have. Um, but um, the, uh, fundamentally, we're talking about um, a reduction in, in, in car trips by individuals of around about 50 per annum. This is, this is average numbers of trips per year, I think, uh, for, for people in the towns. Um, so a reduction in, in car trips of about 50 per year per person, which is one trip a week. That's not changing community. That's not really impacting in a really big way on, on society. Um, but it's making quite a significant impact in the context of these places where car trips are down by about 10% or something like that, something of that order. Um, so, I mean, what, what, what do we do with that stuff? Does it, does it underplay the importance of the community engagement stuff or, or, or what? So we, we've, we've, as well as having that data that we, that we use um, I'm I'm sure we've all seen it before. We're, we've also got um, things like our, our policy call. Um, this went out in the spring. Um, this is stuff that which sustains calls on UK governments to invest in doubling the number of journeys under five miles, from, from the 40% mark to the 80% mark. Now, 80% of journeys being made by uh, walking and cycling public transport is actually, that is changing societies. Now, how seriously do, they, do the government want to think about changing communities, changing society, and actually think about that sort of scenario. Um, just, um, yeah, I thought I'd missed a slide out there, but anyway, that doesn't matter. Um, I'll look backwards and forwards. Um, and sort of the research community, um, the sort of things that we're, the sort of reasons why I come and talk to uh, audiences like yourselves. Um, and it might get a little bit patronising in here at some stages, so do, do please excuse me, it's not intended as patronising, it's more like a clarion call, as I said to Tim earlier on, um, if I'm sort of empowered to do that sort of thing. Um, but the, 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 the reason why we're, we're talking to you about this sort of stuff is that we're busy trying to work out our role um, and, and the opportunities for ourselves, and I'm sure that you're um, trying to do similar sorts of things. Um, so the, the particular areas that we seek support in um, from the research community is, um, is, is demonstrating the impacts of interventions, the visioning of possible futures, and understanding the drivers and mechanisms. And it's not by accident that actually that idea is quite closely to the three major projects that, um, that have been funded by the research councils, which Sustrans is um, sort of involved in, in, in each of the ones, the, the R-Connect project, the Visions 2030 project, and the Understanding Walking and Cycling projects as well, and that's not an exclusive list by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but the question that we think that, that's for the, research, for, the, for, the, for, the, for the third sector and for the research community at the moment um, is um, to what extent can the work that we'd be doing be used to proactively shape what's coming towards us? And actually, it might be that this big society business um, isn't that distant from, from what we might need to actually be, uh, be, be thinking about longer term? When we, when we contemplate the, uh, the energy and, and, and money sort of um, uh, triage, you know, using triage in the sense of, of which bit of problem do we need to address first. But, you know, these sorts of problems are, are the kind of stuff that we're looking at quite seriously now and wondering how we can impact on 
uh, issues like this or have not impact on uh, impact them at least come up with solutions to help to deal with them. Um, the declining amount of surplus net energy and the economic contraction, which was uh, we're starting to see as as, as a, a very likely set of scenarios. So to split the question into the, the original question into two different versions, what can we contribute to the debate now? What have we got? What has the academic community got that you can give to government to help them to inform you know, the sorts of things that they're thinking about now? Comprehensive spending reviews, formulating these policy ideas of big society and all that goes with it. And what will we be able to contribute in due course? How can we change what we're doing, I mean the third sector as well as the academic community, to try and um, to try and foresee what's, what's going to happen over the horizon and to, and to be in a position to, to, to influence things. Um, and this is the patronising bit. It's the idea of trying to sort of... Uh, what a lot of people have talked today with a great deal of enthusiasm about their particular subjects, about the gender stuff, the subculture stuff. People talking with, with, with such enthusiasm on their, on their given themes and, and as if activists. And I think most of you would, would probably accept that you would fall fairly readily into some sort of category of, um, of, of activism. And, and it's all about trying to manoeuvre into a position where we can exert the greatest degree of influence, we, the third sector and the, the academic community. Um, and there are a number of good examples. I know a lot of you are doing an awful lot of work to, to influence things. And uh, John was thinking about something that John um, was, uh, was, was telling us about fairly recently, where that, you know, the, the sort of things that he's been thinking about, talking about, have been manifested in... Uh, to some greater or lesser degree, um, some formal way in, uh, in, in, in government policy. So, I mean, just to, I'm, I'm sort of reaching a, a, a conclusion there, really. Um, and it feels like I'm not going to use my full 20 minutes slot, but um, the, um, I mean, whatever you, you might think of Sustrans, I know that we do tend to divide views accidentally rather than intentionally and maybe we don't get everything right all of the time but we are trying our best to make effective and, and positive impacts um, based on available evidence where we reasonably can um, but whilst being aligned with policy drivers and agendas uh, from my perspective on the research community again maybe not getting everything right all of the time but we appreciate we do appreciate that you're trying your best to, to generate robust evidence um, and hopefully seeking to support or to catalyse policy change. I think that's what it needs to be all about. Um, and, you know, I, I think some of the stuff that we've heard about is, today is, is great, fascinating stuff, certainly at a personal level. It's a very interesting agendas that everybody's working on. But I haven't quite seen where some of these bits are going in terms of, 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 of influencing government, in terms of actually changing policy or helping to shape policy um, to some greater or lesser degree. Um, and above all, I, I think that, um, that right now, to some extent, the third sector and the, and the research community might be more reliant on each other than, than, than ever has been the case in, in, in the past. I don't know whether that's a comfortable or an uncomfortable proposition, either from your perspective or even from my own perspective at the moment. Um, but, you know, the way things are going with the big society agendas and, and what have you, um, it, it does make things quite tricky, quite interesting in, in, in many respects. Um, and if it's not uh, a greater reliance, then um, you know at least it's uh, further interactions between the third sector and, and, and the, and the, um, and, and, and the academic community can be the basis of a relationship that, that at least we can see a lot of mutual benefit from. I think I've, I've probably said enough for now. That'll uh, that'll do me. But uh, thank you very much for listening.